Oh, hey, well, welcome back. It's still me. Uh, it's nice to be seen by you again, and I, I encourage you to use the chat bar some more. Uh, connect up, say you're here, say hi. Uh, wish everybody well, and uh, yeah, let's just keep that active. Let's keep connecting in these next few weeks as we yeah navigate our steps towards the, the next normal. I think that's probably a good way to put it. So today's passage, we're in a series on Psalms. So the best way to start the Psalms is the way that Psalms start, is Psalms 1. So if you want to open up your Bible, if you want to open up your app, and follow along with me as I, I read this, uh, we'll unpack it shortly. So Psalm 1, 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps of the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but who delights in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. The person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield fruit in season, and whose leaves does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. But not so for the wicked. They are like chaff that the, the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the ways of the righteous, but the ways of the wicked leads to destruction. I'm going to pray and we'll start getting into the series. Lord, we thank you that we can meet you wherever we are. Lord, we thank you that uh, we are part of a larger church than just our own brand, our own small part of Stanley Park. Lord, we thank you that you have guided us together as Stanley Park. And today, as we look at your word, Lord, I pray for, for us that you speak into our lives. If we are found sitting, standing, or walking in ways that are not the righteousness that you want for us, speak to us, call us, guide us back. Lord, help us find our space where we can honor and glorify you. And Lord, we can, we can put our roots deep down in and get nutrients and guidance and love and support from you, Lord. Lead us in the way of righteousness, the way of eternal life. And Lord, may that bring glory and honor to you on earth as it is in heaven. We pray this because of Jesus. Amen. So this book on Psalms, it's a unique book. It's, it's not like all the other books in the Bible. It's, yeah, it's a, it's like my, my kind of like my prayer Bible, where, or my prayer journal, sorry, where there's an engagement part from my perspective. The, the psalmists are far more personal than the writers in a lot of the other books. You see their heart, you see their hurts, you see their, their favorite moments, you see that part where God steps in and they are encouraged and where they are emboldened to live a life deeply in, deep in, deeper into the faith that they have in Yahweh, God as they know him. And so what I, I love about these recordings is that these stories, they, they kind of like bleed and lean into God in the hard things. And, and they praise and raise glory to God in the good moments. And everything in between, they share just how complicated and how messy and how oddly beautiful it is. And we, thousands of years later, get to pick up the Bible and we get to look through their notes, we get to look through their stories, and we get to see the wisdom that they experienced and the wisdom that they want to pass on to us. So today in Psalm 1, it is a very 
um, very clear a wisdom piece. It is the way that we enter into the rest of the Psalms, understanding that this is like the, the doorway into the Psalms. So in the Psalms, God reveals himself to Israel. That's one of the key things in, in the way that Psalms works. It's, it's still God's revelation, still God helping everybody else understand who he is, uh, how he has interacted with the psalmists, but also, also with the community, with the broader uh, people of faith. But it is also very much that of Israel's response to God, where they, they can cry out, where they can lament, where they can, as I was saying, like bleed before God and, and plead in their bleeding for him to move and, and restore life. And so Psalms is a great way for us to end a pandemic, for us to uh, start our next normal. And uh, yeah, I really hope that over this next series, uh, yeah, that, that you grow, that you are inspired, and that we grow together as a community of faith. So with that said, in the coming weeks, the hope is that Sunday's message isn't all the time that you spend in the Psalms. I, I shared earlier that we're going to be releasing a video, a music video of a Psalm every Monday. I would love for you to uh, either toss on top of your daily devotions or weekly devotions, whatever rhythm you're in, some time in the Psalms if that's not where you're finding yourself. Uh, our reunion Sundays are going to be less about my message, my, my teaching to you, but us as a community coming together and sharing the beauty that we have found in the Psalms this summer. So we're going to have some open mics then as well, so I'd love for you to be preparing, uh, opening yourselves up to what God is saying so that maybe a good word comes from you on our reunion Sundays. So yeah, the hope is that we, we are uh, being guided by God in the Psalms this summer. So with that said, let's, uh, let's actually jump into the, this verse. Uh, I, I kind of phrase the first section as places not to be planted, right? The, the one that's walking with the wicked is not a spot to be. And, and it's clear that if you're walking with the wicked people, that you, you at least have some sort of connection to them, that you have some sort of idea of who they are and where they're going. You're not, you're not just um, happening to be going in the same direction. You might be lingering behind them, or you might be walking shoulder to shoulder, uh, but when we see wickedness, we have, we have an opportunity to either join in, stand passively by, or reject it. And I, I think that's one of the, the harder things that we as Canadians are currently dealing with as we, we are looking at part of our Canadian history and we say, man, there was some wickedness in our past. We, we didn't treat the Native community well. We treated them very, very wickedly. And as we unpack more and more of that in our days to come as, as you unpack what that looks like for, for you as you want to live out your faith amongst people who are from First Nations. Uh, we, we have to identify that we have a history in our culture where we have walked alongside wickedness. But for, for this passage here, we, we also want to look at our, our own personal walks. Like, who are you wrapping your life around? What, what group of people, what path are you going on? And do you find yourself around wicked people? Or do you find yourself taking similar steps as wicked people? And I think a lot of us can say, no, like I'm not even around anybody. And so then that's great. Like we can check that right off and say that I am not in the category of the wicked people. But it's worth at least entering with that thought. All right, am I going on the path of righteousness? Am I, am I going on the path 
that God wants me for, wants me on, or am I on a different path? The second of the, of the three of places not to be planted is, are we, are we pausing near sinners, right? So we're not walking with them, but are we, are we finding our place around the areas they congregate? And I'm not saying, like, you can't go out to a pub and enjoy a beverage. I'm not saying that you can't be around sinners, because Jesus was very much around them. But it's the, the intent behind the action, right? Jesus was, was out around people that were of ill repute because he loved them, because he wanted to inspire life. He wanted to call them to Yahweh. He wanted to show them that the religious system isn't, isn't what they are up against what God is actually for them, and God wants to draw them into a, a relationship, not just a, uh, a structure of oppression, a structure of rejection, a, a structure of, um, of not belonging. And so, yeah, Jesus found himself around sinners, but in this passage, for the wisdom part of it, are we pausing in the spots where bad things happen, where, where people are doing the things that are not glorifying to God? Do we, do we happen to find ourselves in that spot? Um, a great, yeah, a great uh, illustration here actually comes from a professor of mine, but not from the classroom, from actually a life experience that unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know how it really works out, um, yeah, is still going on. I had, I had a professor who, during the pandemic, was a little bit more outspoken about the, the rights of the church, and that's, that's fine. Like you, you can absolutely claim our rights, but he was a little bit more outspoken. He got himself into a... a a few spots of hot water. Um, while after being in these few spots of hot water, he was near a protest that was uh, obviously being watched by the officers, and he was identified as being one of the protesters who are violating the do not gather, do not do these kind of things, um, rules and laws. Uh, his, his response was, oh, I was not part of the protest. I just happened to be down by the protest with some of my friends and I saw a friend in the protest and I went in there to, to, to talk with that friend, but I wasn't there protesting. And whether that's actually the accurate story or not, it's, it's one of those moments where like wisdom would, would lean you if you aren't going to a protest to protest, not to gather a few of your friends, get in a car and and drive down to stand on the, the outskirts of a protest to watch, right? Because it, 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 it's really hard to discern somebody's motives. And when you see somebody around a group that are, is, is not gathering lawfully, that's not gathering in ways that are um, prohibited, or ways, or ways that are prohibited, permitted there, you, you would naturally assume that that person comes in with a similar intent, or they at least allowed that possibility of intent to switch at some point. And so while I, I can't say why or what he was doing there, he, he found himself uh, in an area where he claims he didn't intend to be. And, you know, he's got himself a nice, nice little fine for being there. Now, the, the idea of pausing or standing in the, in the way of sinners can, can be like that. I don't think many of us are going to get in that situation. But we might find ourselves in the areas where we kind of just want to notice the the things that are going on, or we kind of want to get the story, and so we're drawn into a place that may lead us into a spot that we didn't intend to be. Um, now, a bit of thing I just want to share about this, this psalm is that it's, it's written in a, a very Jewish rhyming style. 
like we in the West, we like to think about uh, words rhyming. <laughs> like, uh, like you would know the doctor and poet who uh, wrote the great poem, Green Eggs and Ham, right? That he would not and could not Sam I am, right? You know, you know that poet, right? We, we know the structure, A, A, B, B. We understand words rhyme. But in, in, this, in this context, the idea is far less word rhyming and far more idea rhyming. And that's actually my favorite kind of rap is not just the words that sound like each other, but where they get ideas that rhyme, where you are led through a word structure to then jump you off into another idea. And, and one of the guys that I think has actually done this the best is Kanye, right? Kanye West, uh, anybody know who he is? Uh, maybe as bad as a reference for some as uh, talking about paywalls and video games. But Kanye West actually has a, a, a lot of inappropriate songs. I'll absolutely say that. But he also has very clever rhyme structures. And so in, the, in this context, there's this rhyme structure going from walking with somebody to standing by somebody and then it moves into sitting with scoffers and so the idea is that you can see how this is slowly moving and that's where my, my pastor uh, or my, my professor friend may have missed the wisdom of psalms is that you know, it started out over here but it slowly seems to drift you into a spot of trouble and so the third spot not to be you know, not to be planted is is sitting comfortably among scoffers and that I think is maybe the spot that a lot of us actually will find ourselves in more likely than in the spots of walking with the wicked or or pausing by a bunch of sinners is actually so comfortable where we are that we are scoffers it's yeah it's hard to say but uh in this past year man the internet has not been nice everybody's got an opinion everybody's got an idea everybody is against another somebody, and in that we we've lost any ability to be um, you know sensitive or hold nuance. It is fact you're an idiot. Uh, fact this is just doesn't make any sense. Like we don't have the ability to say, hey, I'm wondering about your perspective on this. It is just this is what I want, and this is yours is out of out of line, unreasonable, and so it leads to scoffing. Like if you were to go onto 90% of YouTube videos and scroll maybe halfway down, you will find somebody scoffing, right? Luckily, uh, well, maybe today we'll find a scoffer. Feel free to uh, love and support that person. But, right, like we, we can just find mocking something. We can find being against, vehemently against someone so much easier from the comfort of our seat. And here in Psalm 1, it says, don't sit in a seat of a scoffer. Now, this isn't, this isn't like a legal spiritual rule. It's just a, a wisdom practice saying, hey, like if you're sitting in a seat of a scoffer, you know, there's so many better seats you could be in. There's so many other postures you could have, but somehow you have planted yourself here, and this isn't life-giving. And that might be the number one reason for you to quit social media. You may have found yourself too comfortable scoffing whether it's scoffing at the uh, anti-maskers or scoffing at the maskers or scoffing at the anti-vaxxers or scoffing at the vaxxers or scoffing at the uh, conservative church that needs to gather or scoffing at the ones that still haven't gathered, right? The, there is so many other things I'm not even going to make a, a whole list of, but 
There, there's so many great divides in our culture today, and it's so easy to find ourselves comfortably sitting on the sidelines scoffing versus actively engaging in, in restoration, which is far more what Jesus is about, is finding ways to bring pieces back together to bring glory to God, to knit the, uh, the broken, to knit the, <laughs> the rich, finding a way that a community can mix together so that beauty and honor and glory of God is found there with us. So these are the spots not to be, not to be planted, not to be found. Uh, now that we're going to jump into the next part of the passage, which is far more beneficial, I'd say, because it gives us a spot of where to be. <clears throat> Psalm 1, 2. But those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season. So we know where not to be. We just covered that for like the last 10 minutes. But where, where to be is one who is delighting in the law, one that is meditating on the law, one that is there, finds life, finds fruit and nutrients, and, and actually brings fruit and nutrients to others. That's, that's what this does. This is a wisdom piece. This is how to implement good growth in your life is to... Look at where you're planted. Now, this might be a, a trickier thing depending on how long you've been around the church and your, your understanding of the great transitions that happened over Scripture, right? Those who delight in the law. Brad, didn't we just go through a series of, in Galatians saying that the law is not anymore a thing that we need to be worried about? You were listening. Awesome. But then it says here that you, you, the blessing is, is connected to those that delight in it and those who... Meditate on it. So should we now be Judaizers? No. All right, so here's, here's a complexity of, of history, of faith, and, and scripture, is that things have changed, right? Now, now you can go so far and say everything's changed since the Bible, and I, I don't think we've gone that far. But in the Bible, we see, we see a pivotal moment that, that really helps us understand and, and relook at the Old Testament and uh, if you want to guess, feel free to use the chat bar right now. What, what event reshaped all of the Old Testament for us? Go ahead. Right? All right, I'm, I'm hoping that you did it. I can't actually see the comments. Jesus, the cross, the incarnation, the, the spirit being with us reshapes the Old Testament. It's basically the Old Testament is a, uh, a one side of a mountain where we get to see it slowly building towards the climax that is Jesus. That God, the one that they long for, and if you, if you read through Psalms in the, the summer, you'll see the longing for God, and you'll see how Jesus is the answer. So, Scripture in the Old Testament builds up to Jesus. And then that moment where Jesus walks the earth, that moment where he is crucified, where he is buried, and where he is risen, is the, uh, the point that helps us now look back at this. And Paul, I think, really helps us understand the law, the beauty, the the value of the law was helping people make that climb, help, helping people understand God's goodness, helping people move from being slaves, as we know in the Old Testament, to being free, which we know in the New Testament. God's journey from uh, Egypt through the wilderness to Israel is, is the same narrative that we are working through here. The law is good, right? The law was designed to help people who didn't know anything other than slavery to find a way of God. 
that was ultimately pointing to people to Jesus, and that now changes. It allows us to know that the law is not what binds us anymore. It isn't what allows us to have freedom. Jesus is what lets us have freedom. So it's a little complex here. Some uh, interpretations have taken this, this word law and, and changed it for us now uh, to help us make it easier. I'm not sure if I, if I fully sit on the, the change. I think it's easier for us in the short fall but, or in the short time, but in the long time to get a better understanding of how the law moves us to Jesus and how Jesus moves us to true freedom is valuable. So the, the word that they, they change it to is instruction. So let's, let's just take this one more time. But those who delight in the instructions of the Lord and who meditates on his instructions day and night. So there, there's still value in, in the law because it's an instruction. It doesn't mean that our righteousness and our, our uh, freedom is found in the law, that the works that we do don't save us. But the, the wisdom found and the guidance found in them are still valuable to wrestle through, to meditate on, to, to engage with, like Psalms. It is so good to open up where not to sit and how to engage with where to sit, not because it saves us, but because it helps us connect, grow, and, and discern how our spiritual journey is going. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the hard part in here with uh, the law word, um, but it's the intent is to allow us to sit and understand God's instructions for our lives. So then the, the question from today that I, I want to I wanna put out here for you and for our community is what are you meditating on? Do you find yourself sitting by the river, planted deeply with your roots, tapping into the nutrients of God's instructions? day and night, morning and night. And I'm not saying this as like a, you need to be in your word every day, every moment, every kind. That would be so, so good. You'd, you'd find more nutrients. But the idea is where are you planted? What, what ways do you have to connect with God? Over this series, we are hoping that we can encourage you to find your time in the Psalms alongside uh, your brothers and sisters at this church, but also throughout history of people who have opened up the scriptures and seen, man, the story of God in the psalmist's life here or in the psalmist's life there matches so deeply with mine. And what, what did they come to? How did they figure out what God was up to? How did they see God respond? And, and how did they get to a point where they can praise him in the hardest moments of their lives? As we plant ourselves this summer by, by the tree of life, God's God's good word for us. We will see our lives, you know, start wrestling through the, the awkward, hard, and beautiful things to bring him glory. And it also, as we come across these wisdom pieces, we'll see that we may have been sitting, walking, or just standing in the spots that aren't really beneficial for our faith, isn't beneficial for our community, or isn't beneficial for our families, or for our coworkers, or for our neighbors. So today, I would, I would love to encourage you to spend a little bit more time in the Psalms. Maybe you read on Psalm 2 or 3. Maybe this week you jump on our Facebook page to listen to the musical psalm and allow that to be something that you meditate on in the morning or at night. Because there's a blessing in there, is that God will be showing up to you in, in ways that you may not have found when you were sitting, when you were scoffing, when you were walking, or maybe when you were just so busy, not... Not doing anything wrong, but not pausing in the word, not pausing 
with prayer, not pausing to acknowledge that God's glory can be found on the streets, in the car, while you're at work, while you're making dinner. And so this week, I, I encourage you to open up your scripture. Open up, like right in the middle, you're going to find a psalm there. And see what God has to say to you. Plant yourself by him, maybe for two minutes. Maybe that's your goal this, this, this week, to spend two minutes a day planted by the stream. I have one more song from uh, the Forward Church down the way, uh, and I think it will help us also to really try to dive into the, the waters, to, to find ways that we can engage with God's wisdom in the Psalms over the series. So thank you for joining us today. I hope that this has been beneficial, maybe challenging, or at least encouraging if you find yourself planted in the right spot. May God bless you. May God meet you. And I look forward to what God is up to in the coming weeks. Bye for now.